Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. What's happening, everybody? It's James, and we're going to go over what I think are the best horror movies to come out of 2021. It was a slow year for the genre for sure, but some decent ones and some very good ones did come out. You know, movies in general took a bit of a hit. It was a bounce-back year from 2019, and it was 60% of the global box office compared to 2019. And a lot of movies got pushed back or delayed in terms of production issues with COVID lockdowns and everything like that. But, you know, there were some solid films that come out in this list. I have, I think, seven or eight movies that we're going to talk about and because we love horror and there are so many great ones coming out this year in 2022 that we can't wait to see but i'm gonna start off with old and now this was the latest film from m night Shyamalan. ron tomatoes has this at 50 percent critic score 53 percent audience score and imdb at 5.8 and old i think was an interesting concept obviously m night has these great high concept ideas and I think when you overall, I won't spoil the movies in this episode, but when you get to the end of the film and you start to understand what's going on on this island where people are mysteriously just turning old for no reason we can see yet, and you get to the climax of the film, I was just a little bit underwhelmed, you know. I think M. Night's a hit-or-miss kind of director. I think M. Night's a, a really effective director. He knows what he's doing for sure. But I think his biggest weakness as a storyteller would probably be probably be his dialogue sometimes i can't really stand some of the dialogue and some of his characters are saying in movies even a movie like the village which i really love some of the dialogue in that movie is very questionable and suspect as well but i think old overall could have been a lot better i think it was it ended up being a successful film because he funded it himself and he's already in pre-production and will be filming his next movie already soon so i i'm always looking forward to m night's films whether they're hit or miss because he's such an interesting storyteller. He has really great ideas, whether he pulls them off fully or not. I think Old was almost a really great horror movie. It's pretty good at at most. Malignant is next. This is the latest film from James Wan. Ron Tomatoes has this at 70%, 76% critic score, 52% audience score. IMDb has this listed at 6.3. Now, Malignant was very campy, Super fun opening, but the third, the first act of this movie after the opening, after the title credits and everything, it's very slow, very boring. A couple of exciting things happen, but in terms of the dialogue, sim- worse than old, the dialogue here. Like, me and Anthony saw this movie in theaters, and within like 25 minutes, first three minutes, I was like, let's go, this looks cool. And then I almost turned to Anthony to be like, should we go? This movie is pretty bad right now. It's It's so slow can't really get behind these characters the acting was kind of suspect at a lot of moments but overall once this movie gets about halfway through things start getting going it's really great so it's about this character who madison who is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities i won't spoil what this is and what this all means because what we find out to be true in the film is so shocking and interesting and unique. You know, I think James Wan created a very cool uh, monster movie, monster that we'd never seen before. It's such an interesting idea. And, you know, it's one of those things like, oh, I wish I came up with that because it's so clever in a way. And, you know, James Wan's obviously a very good director. 
And I think he makes up for the first half of the film with the second half. And the third act is just bonkers, out of control, insane in the best ways possible. The graphic, the gore is very graphic. And it's just like this movie just, it's very exciting at starting around the halfway point. And, you know, you accept the, the subpar acting. You accept the, the decent dialogue and bad dialogue at times. And when you know what's going on, man, if you saw this movie, you know what I'm talking about. It is pretty cool. Next up, I have Army of the Dead. Rotten Tomatoes has this at 67% critic score, 75% audience score. IMDb has it at a 5.7. This was the latest film from Zack Snyder. Now, this movie was pretty divisive. Either you hated it or loved it. You know, we, we made a review of it, and pretty much all the comments were either I loved it or I hated it. And I'll tell you right now, I loved it. You know, same problem that the other two movies that we've talked about already had. You know, some subpar dialogue. The script isn't perfect. You know, there are some very cliche horror things going on. But overall, I had a goddamn blast watching this movie because it's just one of those movies. Just have fun. You know, it's zombies in Las Vegas. Don't take it too seriously. Have a little fun. Sit back. Turn the brain off. Watch some cool action sequences, which there definitely are. I mean, Dave Bautista... I think this was his first, like, really big leading man role, and I think he knocked it out of the park because usually, you know, we see him as a side character or part of a team, but I think he did an awesome job leading the Army of the Dead from Zack Snyder. I had a lot of fun watching this movie. You know, we, we got some great homages to horror films in the past, like Alien and stuff like that. Zack Snyder is an excellent director when it comes to action sequences. We all know that, and I think he just knocked it out of the park with this movie. I just had a blast. Next up is Antlers. On Rotten Tomatoes, this is 60% critic score, 68% audience score. IMDb has this at a 6.0. This was the latest film from Scott Cooper. And, you know, Antlers was very, uh, is really a terrifying idea once you get going in the story. It's um, some of the best gore I've seen of the year as well. I was legit scared in the movie theater watching this movie, squirming in my seat like I usually do when I'm watching some gory stuff. But, man, I was shocked. I, I think I screamed or yelped a couple times during the movie. I definitely had my hands over my, my mouth and my eyes a few times. Um, but the plot just moved a little bit too slow at times. I think even the first half of the movie, if they could have trimmed like 10 minutes off, trimmed some of this fat off the movie, it would have been really good because I think it was a great concept. It's another great take on a unique monster kind of villain that we've never seen before. It's about um this young boy in an isolated Oregon town and this middle school teacher who become embroiled with this dark secret going on with this young boy. And the sheriff, who is her brother as well, gets involved as well. And there's in terrifying encounters and an ancestral creature and murders happening in this small town. So it's a great mystery. Um, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Besides the fact that, you know, similar problems with the previous films, subpar dialogue sometimes, but overall, had a good time watching Antlers. It was really scary. Last Night in Soho is next. Ron Tomatoes has this at 75% on critic score, 90% audience score. IMDb has it at a 7.2. This was directed by Edgar Wright, the latest film in his amazing catalog and filmography. And, you know, Last Night from Soho, it's an excellent film from Edgar. It was a lot of fun, incredible visuals. The acting was very good from Thomas and McKenzie, Anya Taylor-Joy, Matt Smith, all really terrific in these roles, you know. I think Matt Smith's about to have a huge research, well, not resurgence, but he's about to have a boom in his career because he was in this, and then he's also going to be leading the Game of Thrones prequel. 
which is going to be really cool. He's play, he's done, going to be playing a Targaryen for sure with his blonde hair. So I can't wait to see him. I think he's a terrific actor. But Thomas and Mackenzie was so charming in this movie. She was terrific. I think this was her first big leading role as well in terms of, a. I think, maybe the biggest movie she starred in. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that because I'm checking on IMDb right now because she was, what else was she in? Yeah, this is the biggest movie she's led. And so she was in The King, the Netflix film with Timothy Chalamet. Um, she was in Jojo Rabbit. She played Elsa, the girl that was being hidden by Jojo's mother. And then she was also in Old. She was That's right, she was in Old. I forgot about that. Maddox at age 16. She's in The Power of the Dog. And Last Night in Soho was her, her big, big breakout, you could say, probably. And Edgar Wright had a co-writer on this, also written by Christy Wilson Cairns. And... I'm sure Christy did a terrific job bringing the female perspective to these two characters and as well as the story. And, you know, she's an excellent writer. She also wrote 1917, which is a terrific movie. Um, Penny Dreadful, she wrote on that show as well. Fink, she wrote. So this movie, it's really, really good. You know, I, I love Edgar does a lot of horror in his movies. Uh, seldom does he do like a straight up only horror film. You know, Shaun of the Dead is a horror comedy. And even Hot Fuzz has some horror elements to it in the third act as well so you could say that's a horror comedy as well but i think this is just like his first like straight up horror movie this great retro ghost story i had a lot of fun checking this out and you know edgar's a great great director i probably wouldn't put this like in top three in his catalog in terms of movies maybe in his top five but it's very good next up is lamb ron tomatoes has this at 86 percent critic score 61 percent audience score IMDb, this is a 6.1, and this was directed by Vladimir Johansson. This was one of the latest horror films coming from A24. It's visually stunning, absolutely weird as hell, and surprisingly hilarious. Lamb, it makes you feel like you're in this sort of peaceful dream that you don't know is about to be turned into a horrific nightmare. And Numi Rapace is the lead in this film, and Numi obviously got her rise from starring in the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trilogy coming out of Sweden, but she was was born in Iceland, I believe, so this was, she'd been trying to get a, a bunch of Icelandic stories in films told and trying to uh, let the world shine a spotlight on that that culture, and I think this one, this was a great, you know, horror, psychological horror film. It's really a very pretty movie for sure, and just like the ads suggest, it's about it, this isn't a spoiler because it's literally in the advertisement and trailer and posters, so it's not a spoiler. Uh, that it, There's a child born on this farm that has the body of a human and the head of a lamb. And it's about these two farmers, husband and wife, who end up raising it. And what happens afterwards and then on is pretty nuts. I really like this movie. I think it's one of those movies that, you know, you, you got to know what you're going into to watch this. You know, it's one of those weird A24 movies. I think if, if you're going to go in this expecting, you know, something a little more mainstream, yeah, you're probably not going to like it too much if you're not used to films like this. But I really mean, I think you saw this in theaters. It was it was really terrific. But the best horror movie to come out of 2021, in my opinion, was A Quiet Place Part 2. This was directed by John Krasinski. Ron Tomatoes has this at 91% critic score, 92% audience score. IMDb has a 7.3, which I'm pretty surprised by because this was exceptional. You know, A Quiet Place was a tremendous film. You know, Krasinski, I got to stop saying you know. Sorry about that. Krasinski, he directed a few episodes of The Office, and he also made a couple movies. One of them was called The Hollers. You know, it's a nice little indie comedy, dramedy film. 
and he made something he made another film as well but you know they weren't commercial successes or anything like that but he really proved to the world that he's an excellent director with this horror franchise because the first usually when a director makes a, a great movie a lot of times people are like all right but can they do it again can they do it a second time and he knocked it out of the park with the part with the Quiet Place Part Two. It's just as good, probably, as a Quiet Place Part One, which is one of my favorite horror movies in the last five, ten years for sure. You know, I like that movie just as much as I like Get Out and films like that. So I think it's just as good as that. And in the sequel, Krasinski did a terrific job expanding the world and also explaining more of the world and the past events that led to the situation with these aliens, these death angels. We got more characters. You know, Killian Murphy is added to this this cast as well. Uh, Jimon Hunzu is obviously phenomenal in this movie. And then Emily Blunt and the, the children in this movie get bigger roles as well. And the monsters and thematic elements, we get more expansion of as well. You know, we have more time getting to see the monsters and watching characters interact with the monsters. And we get a glimpse at what's going on out in the rest of the world outside of just their farm that they have to leave because this movie takes place right after the death and sacrifice of John Krasinski's character, Lee. And then it follows Evelyn, Reagan, and Marcus as they have to continue their journey. And they're, they're leaving the farm and moving on because they have to get out of there and try to find a new place to live and survive. And, you know, Krasinski, he's a really great director. He did a, he did a really, really good job in this movie. The action is excellent. He has another great bunch of interesting sequences that you don't see coming. And, you know, the first film especially, it's it's a movie that a large portion of it takes place with no sound. And, I mean, hardly any dialogue in many moments just some natural ambient noise of the world. And, you know, the third one, you could say, I mean, the second one has probably more noise in general. There's obviously more dialogue being spoken. But, you know, they do a terrific job with doing ASL and having uh, Millicent Simmons is a terrific actress and she's a, she's a deaf actress and she really shines in this movie. She shined in the first one as well. But, you know, we get an expansion of Noah and, and we get Marcus and Reagan kind of are starting to take the reins of being leaders in their family and hopefully what seems to be the future resistance probably going forward. And, you know, I really, really love The Quiet Place Part 2. I can't wait for A Quiet Place Part 3. I really hope that Krasinski signs on to direct it because, you know, I don't want another director to take a stab at it and kind of not make a film as good as what he's done with the first two because that would just be a damn shame. But those are my top horror films coming out of 2021. If you haven't seen all these, I definitely recommend putting them on your watch list. If you have seen them, I hope you enjoyed them as much as I did. And everybody, I hope you take care and are having a great day and can't wait to check out the horror movies coming out in 2022. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.